Welcome to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. Prepare your heart for laughter and tears as we share the unpolished stories of the homeless and hurting, hope and transformation. Here's your host, director of the Union Gospel Mission, Pastor Tim Lane. Thank you guys for joining us. It's it's so gratifying and it is it just makes all of us at the mission thrilled when we hear that you guys are listening to the show. We love you guys. We truly do. You know what? It's an amazing thing to stop and think about all the years the Union Gospel Mission has been in Sacramento. We are now, as I told you last time, we are at our 60th year. And just recently in July, we hit that mark. So 60 years, and we have tried to not only feed, clothe, and house the homeless, but more importantly than anything else, is to present the gospel message in a way that people can understand. We don't have to overshoot them or undershoot them. We just need to take the gospel and preach it the way it needs to be done. We don't take any government money of any kind, and it's not that we're anti-government, but we, we will not compromise the gospel message. And to take government money, we would be required to make the preaching of the gospel optional. In Christendom, it is not optional. So as we come to you today, I've got a couple of guests that are with me today from the mission. You've heard Eileen Trussell before. And we have Kim Souza here as well, who is our new uh, women's outreach coordinator. And she has really transformed the way the closet is. So before we get started, though, as always, I have a question for all of you. Most of you realize that Philippians 4.13 says, I can do all things through God who strengthens me. And we hear those things, we quote those things, but my question to all of you, to myself and to the guests is, do you believe that? Do you believe that if God sends you, that he will equip you? Do you limit what you are doing for God simply because you don't feel adequate for the task? Because I can tell you, the only people that I truly worry about are people that do think they're adequate for the task. When God sends us something, he usually stretches us beyond that point that we are comfortable. But that's the point. If we are stretched beyond that point that we are comfortable, then we know it's God. And there is God. David faced Goliath not on his own strength, his own ability, because he didn't have any of that stuff. But what he did know is he knew the God of Israel. He knew that he stood facing a giant, but it wasn't him, it was God that was going to deliver that giant to him. And he did that with confidence. And so with us today, whether it's a women's clothes closet, whether it's the development department, whether it's the directorship, the chaplaincy, whatever we're doing, we need to understand that it is never in our own power and our own strength, but it is the living God who equips us and takes us beyond what we could possibly accomplish on our own. The minute that you start thinking you can do it all your own, you are destined to fail. And so today I would just like us to remember that you truly can do all things through God who strengthens us, but you can do nothing if he doesn't strengthen you. So if you're facing a task today, 
If you're going into the ministry, if you're facing a job you're unsure about, and you're on your knees, you're in your word, and you're loving God with all your heart, he will equip you, he will surround you, and he will comfort you in those times that you need comfort. So be of good courage out there. Don't let the world attack you. Don't let your hearts be downtrodden because it doesn't look like it's going well in in the Christian world. Remember that the God we serve conquers armies. He changes worlds, and more importantly, he changes individual lives. If you are drifting, you are alone, you are hurt, you are broken, there is one answer to all the problems that there are in all the world and in your life, and that's God. And Jesus has come to set us free. So without any further ado, let me introduce my two guests. First of all, Kim Souza, would you say hello to everybody? Hello. Good job. (laughs) Eileen, would you say hello to everybody? Hello, everyone. All right. So let's start with you, Kim. Uh, How long ago did you come to the mission? I've been working with the mission since, uh, well, full-time January of this year. Okay, well, how did you hear about the mission to begin with? Well, you know, our church was one of the supporters for years and years, Mm -hmm. so I heard about them through... what church do you go to? Calvary Chapel, Sacramento. Okay, good. So for years, I've been part of that support, and and, uh, uh, when my children were growing up, we'd do clothing drives, and my kids would go around the neighborhood and get clothing, and I'd drive it down there. Um, So, yeah, that's how I heard about it. Well, you knew Eileen through Calvary Chapel, right? I did. Is that correct? We went to church together, and, and our kids were in youth group together. So yeah. Very good. Yeah. So what prompted you, Eileen? Did you originally ask him to come down and, and, uh, and interview you for the job, or was that something that you thought about? How did that come about? Funny thing is, Kim would call me every so often like, hey, what needs do you have, or do you have any job openings? I think it started about five years ago. It was. It right. was. I actually stopped by with a load of donations from someone, and uh, I thought, oh, I'm going to go say hi to Eileen. So I just perched on her chair, and we just started talking, and she started telling me about the women's clothing closet and said, we just hired someone. And I said, well, great. If it doesn't work out, let me know. Well, that was, I think, Five years ago. Right, yeah. Five years ago. But then uh, my husband and I stopped in in November mm-hmm. and uh, to pick up flyers to pass out. We have a street ministry, and we were passing out flyers. So I said, well, we got rained out. Let's go down to UGM and grab more flyers. So we did, and you were there, and Eileen was there. Yep. And she said, you know, that job is open again. And I said, well, Tell me about it. I don't see how it's possible, but God had another plan. All things are possible through God. You know, there we go. There's a phrase that um, he doesn't always call the equipped, but he always equips the called. And that's exactly what I was talking about. When if he if he sends you, he's going to equip you. You don't have to worry about whether you are qualified for that. Listen. I don't know if you know this, but when I came to the Union Gospel Mission as director, I told the board of directors straight up front, I said, there's got to be 10,000 men more qualified to be the director of the Union Gospel mm-hmm. Mission than I am. I had never been a, a director of a mission or involved, excepting that I volunteered there, right? Right. And so to your point, 
God will equip us, send us, direct us, comfort us, all those kind of things. And yes. and so you you came, and then you talked to her about uh, Eileen. You talked to her about the uh, about the opening. Well, it was funny because uh, with Ken and Kim there wanting to pick up flyers, I'm like, why don't you uh, have Pastor Tim show you around at right. the mission? He took a tour. Get, let him give you a tour, and, and especially our old building, which mm-hmm. just got renovated. Yes, amen. And matter of fact, just a little plug, we do tours. We love showing our donors and volunteers who haven't been with us for a right. while all the wonderful things that we're doing. Amen. We just renovated the old building that was in desperate need of repair. The first third of it anyway. Yes. It looks great. We're still working on um, phase two, and that's going to happen soon. Yeah, very soon. And it's actually more like half because we redid the first third, which was the most difficult of them all because the wiring, the plumbing, everything uh, generated on that side. And in addition, over the whole of the building, we replaced the roof and the equipment. So the next two-thirds will really probably uh, be three times as quick as what we did over on the other side. Well, they're simpler. There are two large rooms, the large chapel and the large dining room, which we can't wait to see the finished product. It's going to be all new. So Anyway, back to this tour. (laughs) So Pastor Tim's talking to Ken, and, and Kim and I are talking. And as we're going around, it was like, wait a minute, you have, you're available these hours and you've done women's ministry in, at your church. And it was every step of the way, it just became more and more revealing that you are the right person to join us. It was so much fun to see God work that out. Yeah, let was. me show you. Let it me was. just tell you the, gen, uh, the way that this uh, gen- the genesis of this was pretty simple. We got attacked two years ago by COVID pretty hard. Right. Our women's clothes closet was not open. It had not had a lot of people coming. We were really low on the attendance that was there. And so we were closed down for a while, which was heartbreaking because mm-hmm. when I first got to the mission, one of the very first things that I wanted to do and that we did do was open the women's clothes closet. Mm-hmm. Now, granted, it is much different than it was back then. Uh, it's been repainted by the last person that was there, and re- and they did a good job doing that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so that then good. Kim came in, and the one most important part that I could see in Kim was that she had the heart for the people that are there. If you just take it as a job or you're just trying to increase numbers, that's never going to work, mm-hmm. not in the ministry. And so, Kim, when you decided, when Eileen and when I talked to you about coming as the women's outreach, I mean outreach, yeah. <laughs> I guess yeah. women's outreach, yeah, tell me what your thoughts were about that. Well, I was really excited and and nervous because I didn't feel qualified, of course, and and. It was solidified that first Thursday I sat in Bible study, prior to the Bible study, and after speaking with some of the guests and who were sharing their life story, and I was sitting there praying, and I'm like, Lord, I cannot do this. I cannot. I remember you saying that. Oh, my gosh. I'm not qualified. What are you thinking? I cannot save these women. 
And in my heart, he said, you were here to support them, not to save them. That's my job. That's right. And I thought, okay, you're right. Sorry. Sorry I even thought anything other than that. And then there are times when I do get overwhelmed, but Mm -hmm. um, because I've not been homeless. And then I started thinking about Jesus. Jesus did not experience sin. He didn't have the same experience as the people he was ministering to. Yeah, he didn't fall to it. And yet God equipped him to minister to the lost. And so that's, that's where I rest. I am equipped through Christ and to to help these people and just share Jesus and he'll take care of the rest. So, so it is not always a it is not always a straight uphill climb, is it? No. Um and it's different every day. And it is different every day. Mm-hmm. Which I is remember why I like it. <laughs> I remember one time when you came to me shortly after you'd been there and there was a woman outside and you asked for my help. She was out on the street. Right. And uh, it was a difficult situation. She really was, uh, she was really kind of using and abusing us. Yes. And because I'd been there a long time, I could sense and I knew that. Mm-hmm. And afterwards, you felt pretty discouraged. It, it was. I felt, I felt taken. Yeah. And nobody likes to be taken advantage of. And you of felt it. like you weren't really. I, I didn't accomplish what I really set out to accomplish with her um, because she she was playing a game. Yeah. But I have to tell you, Pastor, she has since come back. Good. She's come back to our Bible study. I've been able to sit with her and pray um, with her personally, one on one. And uh, even though that day she gave me a story that yeah. turned out to be a whole pack of lies. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> boy, howdy, did she. And uh, But God used it to start building a relationship with her. Amen. And I haven't seen her for a while, and I, I, I wish her you will. wish her luck and, and blessings, and I keep praying for her. But, well, let me yeah. ask you something. Mm-hmm. You You were a little bit discouraged. Was I discouraged in you? No, you were no. so supportive. No, and I, here's I, why I'm I bringing this up. We often uh, can get to a place of discouragement where we feel like, oh, I have just, I'm just not, I'm not qualified for this. I haven't done this right. And then that's when we need to look at the people around us who have seen how things are going. And and I knew that that was just a it wasn't even a bump in the road. It was just all part of the learning curve that goes on. Mm-hmm. Because even that moment when she was discouraged told me that her heart was right for the people. And that's a, the biggest thing that you can have in the ministry is a heart for the people. She wasn't discouraged because she just felt she didn't do it right. She was brokenhearted because she couldn't help what was going on. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I told her at the time, it's something that you need to get used to. There's going to be failures and there's going to be times mm-hmm. when you sit in your chair and you go, I I couldn't do anything for this person. Eileen, you've had that happen, yes. haven't you? Actually, today's Thursday and, and we had our women's ministry this morning. And I sat down for about 20 minutes waiting for this, her, her, this with Caroline. Yep. I sat with uh, her for about uh, tw- waiting for her turn to go shop after the Bible right, study. Right. And I told her, I said, you know, I've been at the mission for 11 and a half years 
Yes. And I've seen you for 11 and a half years yes. outside on the street. She's she's a lifer. She yeah. is. And she's the one I gave the fan to? No. No. Oh, okay. This is a, our homeless woman. You, you'll, you'll know her when you see her. Um, beautiful woman, white hair, bright blue eyes. Mm-hmm. But it was hard sitting next to her because of the smell from right. probably not showering for a long time. Right. And then I just kept saying, well, why don't you try and get help? I kept bringing that up. Well, her mind is really gone. Yeah. She's talking about the most, Yes. how do you call it, craziest things. Right. That, and it's just mm. heartbreaking because there isn't a solution for her at this point. Because um, the government can't force you to get help. And um, Well, and Caroline doesn't want it. She's been on the street yeah. almost 20 years that we're counting when we consider the different employees oh, yeah. at the mission. And I've talked to her, and she's very happy on the street. Oh, I know exactly who you mean. Yeah, right. she rides a bike and has little dogs. She, yes, she's, and she's She says thin. it's just like camping, and I'm happy. And she's out there panhandling on the, on the freeway on-ramp, yeah. and she gets enough to live on, and... She does not want to change. But then she, she also told me about how her clothes were stolen. People come oh, yeah. and steal from her all the time. And I believe that. Of her. Yes, and a lot I of, said, lot of, yeah. your life is hard. It's hard. I don't care how free you think you are. You're, you're not. Mm-hmm. The homeless yeah. who think that they have it good because they're, they don't have to re- be responsible for anything, they're... Right. Their eyes, their mind, their heart are are in bondage to the lies of the devil. Yes. They're blinded. And it's heartbreaking. And those who stay out there, the longer they stay out there, and if they are involved with drugs and alcohol, it really kills their mind, their body, their soul. And that's the heartbreak we see. However, Yes. Again, like Kim, what you said, we're not there to save. Only Jesus can save. We can pray for them right. and help with their needs and continue to share the gospel. That is our duty. Right. A, a joy right. to have. Just remember this, that there was a song, and, and not from a Christian group, but one of the lyrics in there said, freedom's just another word for nothing left to lose. And that's why a lot of the people on the street feel they have freedom because they have nothing left to lose. Mm. They don't have family. They don't have hope. They don't have any of those things. And so that freedom is a trap and it's a lie. Mm -hmm. And so we know that the only freedom comes from our hope in Jesus Christ. You know, you give up your freedom, you become a slave to Christ and, and that master, Jesus Christ, lays down his life for you. No other king ever did that. No other master ever did what Jesus did for his people. But until you come to that knowledge of who he is, what he can do, Mm -hmm. and in our giving clothes, housing, doing all those things, is that not our whole purpose? Mm -hmm. And that's what Kim is trying to do. That's what Eileen is trying to do. Listen, I'm not trying to embarrass Eileen or anything, but her office is next to mine. And I've listened many times when somebody has called about one thing and she winds up praying. I have watched Kim many times out there. She doesn't always know that I'm watching, but 
people are always surprised how much I am aware of things. But I have listened to her pray with people. I've, I've seen her in tears because she couldn't do something. And so those are the hearts that Christ has made in us to care about the people out there, right? Right. That's right. the only way we can. Yeah. There's a, a woman who I just have, you know, Charmaine. There's a woman on the street who is uh, inhumanized. We have done our best. We have tried to reach out to her. We have tried to provide for her, um, tried to get her into rehab. Um, but she still chooses to walk on that sidewalk with nothing on but a blanket. No, no, I know exactly who you mean. It grieves my heart. Oh, yes, me too. But I know, my God, I know my Savior can reach in that, that hardened heart and that damaged mind and pull her out. And that truly is her only hope. Yeah. And until she recognizes that, so however many times she comes in and I give her clean clothes and she throws them in the garbage. Yeah, uh, I know who you're um, talking about. Yeah. I'm going to keep doing it because that's that's what we're called to do. Well, if I may ask anyone who's listening, please pray for our homeless. Um, that's Every day. That's the best tool. Yes. If you can't be involved, whichever way, right. you can pray. Amen. Just to illustrate what they're talking about is we had a young woman, and she is young, and she came through in the wintertime, and she had been uh, down the street without any clothes on earlier. They told me that she had been down there. She came in, she ran through the gate, and she had a very thin kind of uh, a top on, like a sweater, but was made just for looks. And she ran, and she hid behind the car, and so... I went over there, and some of the other guys came out, and I said, ma'am, and she is crying and saying, don't touch me, don't touch me, leave me alone, I just want to be alone. And so we uh, we uh, called the police because she was obviously in mental distress. I made the guys get away from her, and, and they came up, and here's the sad news. A day later, she was back on the street. Right. And to Eileen's point, we have so much mental illness out there, mm-hmm. and there's doesn't seem to be any help for them. And so women on the street are abused physically all the time. So at any rate— And uh, there is good help, but again, you can't force them. That's the problem. There's a lot of help for women, a lot of help for women but, if they want it. Yeah, there. that's the problem, because when you get to a certain point, you don't want help. Nope. You don't— and a lot of times you don't even see that you have a problem. It's everybody else's problem. Right. So anything before we conclude the show in one minute? <laughs> Thank you, listeners. Thank you, volunteers. Our volunteers are precious to us. Oh, they are. We have a wonderful women's group that are helping us. And uh, if you want to volunteer, contact us. Mm-hmm. We have a statement of faith we want you to review on our website. Our website is ugmsac.com. All right. Well, we all thank you so much. And I'm going to hold these two ladies over for the next program so that we can get a little more into depth about how Kim and Eileen are are getting the women's clothes closet together. 
Kim is the coordinator. She runs the closet. She works in Eileen's department. And as always, my dearest friends, until we meet again, may God hold you in the palm of his hand. listening to Voices from the Street, the radio ministry of the Sacramento Union Gospel Mission. If your heart's been touched and you want to know more about the work of the mission, log on to UGMSAC.com, UGMSAC.com. To donate clothing, food, time, or financial help, call 916-447-3268, 916-447-3268. Thank you so much for listening. Join us again next week at the same time for Voices from the Street.